Welcome to the Online Course Masters Show, where we learn from the best online course creators how to better create and sell our very own courses. I'm your host, Phil Ebener, and today's episode is all about mastermind groups, what their benefits are, how to start one, how to run one properly. And to do that, I'm actually going to let you listen in on a mastermind call I had with my own group last week. You'll hear some familiar voices and you'll get some great tips for having the best Black Friday sale ever. Visit onlinecoursemasters.com for show notes to watch the video version of this episode and see an archive of all our past guests. Please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Please, if you haven't done so already, leave a review for this show wherever you listen to it. Now, let's get straight to the interview. All right, everyone, Phil Ebener here, and this is a very special edition of the Online Course Masters show. Today, I'm bringing you listeners and viewers into my mastermind call. This is a weekly call I have with other Udemy and online teachers who are just amazing. And you know them, but I'm going to let them introduce themselves. They've all actually been on the show so far, and they've all given great interviews in the past. So you can listen to each of their episodes to learn a little bit more. But with this episode, we're just going to try to have sort of a normal conversation like we would and let you guys in on you know what we talk about during a mastermind call. So everyone, uh, welcome to the show. And I'll just start and go through. Uh, we've got Diego Davila here, who is an amazing instructor. Diego, say what's up and give a little intro. Hey, guys. Diego Davila here. <clears throat> well, welcome to the mastermind group. I'm happy that you are listening to this or maybe watching to this video. The group is great. Uh, my name is Diego. I am teaching on Udemy for three years, something like that. Yeah, I think I started the same month that Scott started teaching on Udemy. I think it was October 2014 or something. Um, I teach social media marketing, digital marketing, um, Amazon. And yeah, it's exciting. Uh, if you are listening to this, probably you are an online instructor or you are planning to become one. And yeah, here you are on the best podcast. I recommend you to listen to all the episodes. And yeah, that's good. <laughs> Thanks, Diego. Uh, we've also got Scott Duffy in the house, the infamous Scott Duffy. How's yeah, it going, Scott? Infamous, for sure. Uh, hi. Hi, guys. Um, yeah, glad to be. We have this call every week on a Monday. And so uh, this is a special one being recorded. I was on Online Course Masters episode two, and I'm, in retrospect, I wish I was on episode like 25, because I think you've built up your following since then. I may have gotten shortchanged. So go back and download episode two, and you can listen to my pearls of wisdom. Awesome, Scott. And today, today happens to be the third anniversary of my launch of my first course. So as Diego's saying, it was, it was October 30th uh, for me, uh, 2014. When my first course went live and I got my first sale. So today's That's a special awesome. day for me. And Scott was reminding us that our mastermind group has been going on for just about two years now. And it's rotated through different members. And one of the other members here today with us is Joe Paris. What's up, Joe? Hey, what's going on, Phil? Really appreciate uh, you putting this together for us and us getting together here again. Um, yeah, just wanted to say that this has been an awesome experience for everybody. I think just because it's a great little community that we have in the, um, the mastermind, it's, uh, it's hard to find a lot of people that kind of, you know, you walk around on the street, Hey, what do you do? Uh, that kind of do this work. Um, so it's really great that we kind of can bounce ideas off of each other and we can kind of, uh, 
just kind of see what's trending, what's not trending and really kind of help each other. I know there's been some really great ideas that I'm now starting to implement that have come from this group. So just uh, really grateful and appreciative of our little weekly meetings here. Yeah, cool, Joe. Thanks. Uh, And the other members of the group right now, I'll give a shout out to Jackie Seidel, who actually her episode just launched today as of recording this, but probably a few weeks ago by the time you're listening to this. But Jackie's interview is a good one. And then Ravinder Deal, who teaches Bitcoin on Udemy, on and off uh, Udemy. They couldn't make it to the call today. And that's what happens with these mastermind calls. Sometimes people can make it, sometimes they don't. We try to be as dedicated as possible to making it on a weekly basis. And uh, basically the structure that we usually go through with our mastermind call is we uh, usually just chat <laughs> when we get on the call, we say what's up, uh, what's been going on the past week. Then we each give like a more formal recap of what we've been working on in the past week. We each go through goals uh, or things that we want to get done for the upcoming week. And then sometimes if there's a big problem or something that we're having, we bring it to the group and we try to get some help from them. Uh, usually it's a pretty free flowing conversation though. And we're going to kind of just dive into that shortly. But first, uh, Joe kind of kicked it off with what he likes about the mastermind call. But let's go back to Diego. And uh, what is it about this mastermind call that you're enjoying? Or, or what do you think is beneficial about having a mastermind call for people in general? I think it's great because uh, we have a goal, right? We are online instructors. We have the business and we want to grow. And in the mastermind, we have the chance to to chat with people like, like this group that have the same goal. Everyone in this call, we have the goal to grow and to, to help more students to grow the business and reach more people, right? So basically, if I am working alone by myself and I try to come, come up with ideas, uh, I will have some ideas, but when we create a group like this, and you that are listening can also create a group, um, wonderful things happen, you know, because you put your, the thing that you are struggling with, with you share with the group and the group help you uh, to find a solution, maybe with ideas and strategies. And yeah, for me personally, I am for in this group uh, almost since the beginning, and yeah, it was an amazing experience. And if you have uh, the chance to have a mastermind group, you need to do it because it's, it's worth it. And, and it's a, a time that you spend well. And I think the mastermind field started with Napoleon Hill or Henry Ford uh, in when Henry Ford was creating the Ford Motor Company or something like that. I'm not sure about the real story, but it's something like that. And since then, People are doing mastermind groups, and today is very famous. Uh, I, I know that Pat Flames had a mastermind group, and some online entrepreneurs too. And here we are. Yeah, it's it's great. Awesome, Scott. What do you think about that? Um, yeah, basically, absolutely. Napoleon Hill's "Think and Grow Rich" uh, emphasizes the concept of having this mastermind um, group. I don't know if he invented it, but it's definitely, um, you know, I think. It's good to have, I mean, we're all, a lot of us are part of like the Udemy studio or the instructor club, or there's different Facebook groups that have several hundred members. Um, there's not that intimacy there. I can't share, um, I'm not going to post my weekly goals in the Udemy instructor club, right? I'm just not going to say these are the five things I want to get done this week. Um, I can't, I can't really share my victories. I, I know some people post, I just got a good review or I just got five-star review or whatever. That's, I mean, that's great, but 
you really should have um, once you once you are at a certain pace and a certain level, you know, you just can't sort of go and say, hey, I just, you know, um, passed this extra revenue level every couple of months. Right. Like you're not going to do that. So um, it's good to have a, a group with that that's intimate, that you can share things that you're you wouldn't share when there's hundreds of people. Um, I think that we can all be honest with each other to a degree that is genuine and is not like you're not exposing yourself to, to ridicule or criticism or, you know, the internet has a pretty big memory. Um, but here I can tell you about some sort of campaign. I'm going to try ad campaign or whatever. And then I can be honest and say it was a disaster and I lost several hundred dollars and we can, we can be. So I think, I think there's just the intimacy. We do post in our group, the weekly goals. So after the call, Everyone writes down, I'm going to record five videos. I'm going to finish this course. I'm going to do this. Just the act of doing that actually gets it down on paper. Um, and so there's some benefit to stating out loud that you will do this. Um, so I think it's um, to Diego's point, find yourself a mastermind. Find yourself a group of people who are uh, you're compatible with. It, we don't like, I mean, we don't compete with each other here. The, the six of us are not really competitors, even if we have courses in the similar space. And in fact, um, you know, Phil's done courses with almost Joe everyone. Diego. Yeah. <laughs> working on with Rob soon. <laughs> yeah, but him and I are mortal enemies. And so we'll never do a course together. But other than that, everyone else is, I mean, we help each other. So that's uh, something you're not going to get from a group of 500 people. Yeah, totally. And I think the thing is that, I think like Diego said, it's just like a group of like-minded people and it keeps me sane when the rest of the week I'm mostly just by myself behind a computer. And so I don't have an office to go to and I don't have people to bounce ideas off of. So even if we're not like, we, we don't have that strict of a routine or schedule. We don't have like guests coming on our masterminds. I've heard people doing that kind of having a really specific schedule of your mastermind call. Ours is pretty free flowing, but it's just a good, I don't know, Monday morning. For me, it's Monday mornings when we do it for everyone. It's during Monday. Um, and it's a good way to just get the week started. Joe, was there anything you wanted to add about that or any advice for like how people can actually start a mastermind call? Cause I'm sure people are listening to this and they're like, yeah, I want to do a mastermind, but where do I find those people? How do I get started? Yeah, I think the best thing about our group is the fact that we're all on a very similar level when it comes to online teaching. So we all have multiple courses. We've all been doing this for numerous years now. This is going on my third year. And that right there, just that like-mindedness is really, really important. So finding other people that are kind of on the same level in the sense of like just understanding of where you are, I think that that's very important. And that's what, you know, kind of holds our group together is we have a lot of people that have, like I said, been doing this for kind of a while. We all know how to kind of uh, create courses, edit the courses, do all that kind of fun stuff. So and it's just taking what we have, our unique skill sets to that next level. And I would just say uh, to find a mastermind or kind of create your own is don't be afraid to reach out and to put yourself out there. I think like Scott was saying, 
with this group, we can kind of just like be ourselves and really just share and not feel intimidated. Like if we make mistakes or, uh, if we have any wins too, like, I think that, you know, I don't think there's any jealousy or any of that coming from this group. Like we genuinely really want to help each other. And, um, you know, I think that that's a really cool place to be. So as long as you come from that kind of mindset and frame and you kind of just put yourself out there and just let it happen, I think you'll attract the right people for sure. Yeah. And just following up with what you said, I think everyone brings something to the table here. We all come from different walks of life. And while we're all like, yeah, like at a very similar level in terms of experience with online teaching, some of us are better at the marketing side. Some are better at the creation side. And that's what I like about just having this group in general is just being able to get advice from people from all all over the place. Yeah. And also guys, one thing that that we need to keep in mind when we're creating a, a mastermind group is that you don't need to think how you will get value from the group. You need to think how you will add value to the members of the group. You know, that's the goal of the group. You go there not to, to not for you to learn on you to take advantage or in some way of strategies or anything like that. You go there to teach, to not to teach actually, to, to help the people that are on your group. This is your small family. And, and you need to be there for, for the group, for these members when they need help. You need to share your, your knowledge. You need to help in any way. And by doing that, you will see that you will get you will get great results too because you will learn good stuff. If you go with the with the intention of helping, you will you will see that at the end of the call or at the end of the month after a few calls, you will see that you learn amazing stuff. You learn strategies from the members. So uh, the, the, you need to keep in mind the 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 desire to help the group and not just to to go there to 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 get value from others and do not contribute. You know. Yeah. I love that. And another thing I think too, is that you, you have to be dedicated yourself to attending the meetings every week, or at least as many weeks as possible. And that's something we keep each other accountable to doing. But this group has also gone through multiple members who have gotten a lot of benefit for a certain period of time, but then they found that they were either too busy or they just couldn't show up to the meetings anymore. So they've kind of cycled through and the, the group has kind of morphed. Um, but that's another thing is that you need a group that's going to consistently stay motivated and show up. And also having one point person who sets up the meetings is always beneficial, but sometimes you have to share that load. But Scott Duffy is the one who uh, lately has been taking that and he's the one setting up the meetings. In terms of like the tech stuff, Scott, what are we using to run our our meetings and uh, we've got our Facebook group as well, but any sort of advice there? So yeah, it doesn't have to be fancy. Now we don't record our meetings. Um, some people, some groups I would imagine record it similar to um, the hangouts on the air where you record it and it's available after we don't record it. We use just a regular Google hangouts. Um, you just start a call like a, like, so at, we hold our meetings at, um, at 12 noon on my time, which is 9 a.m. your time. Um, and so I just go in and start the call and send the link out to the member. So no fuss, no muss. Google takes care of it. Um, no software required, right, for Google Hangouts. The one thing that I did do for a period was I kept notes. So if we were talking about websites or something, some cool AppSumo deal or some kind of, you know, whenever we, we brought up something cool, I would 
keep it down and we keep a running file within the group, but that's not even hundred percent consistent um, because we're not always, it's not, it's not a, a formal thing where everyone's sharing new links every week. So it's not like, um, uh, anyways, the value we get is the value of being here in real time and not necessarily recorded or documented after. Um, so it's really simple. It's just Google Hangouts. Um, you won't believe that I'm terrible at organizing things. I don't organize parties. I don't connect. You know, my friends email me to meet up. I never meet, email them. So the fact that I'm organizing this is something of a of a miracle, actually. You are doing a great job, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just love. I just love this time, like this this one hour where we're talking business. I mean, everyone who went to Udemy Live came back from Udemy Live with this energy and they're like, oh, I'm so excited. Now I'm ready to to hit, you know, to get into a new course. This is our mini Udemy Live, right? This is like the, the six of us um, talk about either it's something that we heard, like we all have contacts within Udemy. Uh, so maybe we, we can sort of talk about stuff like that or some new technique or something that I saw. I bought the latest Rob Percival course. I did this, I did that. And it's all like, it's like one hour of Udemy Live every week. Yeah. And then we get to meet up at Udemy Live and it's even more special because we already know each other and can hang out once a year. And uh, hopefully between now and next Udemy Live, we'll meet up somewhere. I know Jackie wants yeah. us to meet up in Austria for a boot camp ourselves, which might be fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can, can you imagine a live mastermind wow. in Austria? That'd be great, huh? <laughs> Maybe we should do that and then just invite people and we can just run it and have our own little conf mini conference, like make it super small, like um, 25 people or so, but... Udemy Live unofficial. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, cool. Well, let's kind of jump into our just regular mastermind routine, kind of whatever we typically do um, and go over a recap of what we've done the past week. So uh, Diego, how about you start us off and talk about what you've been up to the past week? So last week, my greatest accomplishment was uh, to order the iPhone 10. So I woke <laughs> up at 2.30 a.m. on Friday and, and I successfully uh, have, will have my, my, my phone delivered by November 3rd, okay. which is the official release. So that's and great. How, how is that going to help you with your business? <laughs> um, let's see. Maybe I can do more Facebook Live and YouTube Live with more quality on my smartphone. Let's say that. <laughs> okay, that's what his account okay. says. Yeah. But yeah, I, I was working last week on a new course that I'm releasing this week. So I recorded videos. I am finishing editing right now and planning to record it to, to launch it in the next 24, 48 hours. And after that, I will invest uh, the rest of the week and the rest of the month uh, improving my courses, uh, correcting lectures, updating information, you know, uh, doing live video on my Facebook groups and YouTube channels with my students, you know, driving people to my courses in order to prepare for Black Friday and get more reviews and, and get more minute watch on all my courses. So basically, that's my goal uh, for the this week and the next and the whole month, actually. Nice. Cool. Uh, Joe, how about you? What were you working on last week? So last week was pretty crazy, actually. Um, two things. The first thing is I've been putting together a new membership site and it's like 
99.9% done now. I actually rewatched your video, Phil, and went back like step by step, uh, bundled all the courses together, made it nine bucks. Um, Everything should be like ready to like launch. So I'm planning on launching and rolling that out here, hopefully the first week of November, uh, just to kind of see and to test out how that works. Uh, I'm going to put a video on my YouTube channel and all that other kind of fun stuff. But this weekend, I was sponsored by a helicopter company here in Chicago to create videos for them. And this is what's kind of amazing about being an online teacher and uh, everything else. I literally was just like walking up and down on Michigan Avenue and this helicopter company has like a little booth and they're like, yeah, come like join our helicopter tours, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, um, I don't know if you guys know or not, but like I have quite a following online and like I create videos. You guys ever, you know, need something like that, let me know. Well, one thing led to another and they gave me a free um, open door helicopter tour and I got to film. So I actually just like created a short little video for my YouTube channel and I'm going to be creating two little videos for them. Um, Crazy experience. Like my feet were hanging out. Um, We're flying over the city. Amazing sunset. So that's what I was kind of doing this weekend was like editing that video and also like just recovering from the fact that I was like so high up and like literally there was no doors on this helicopter and like I'm just seat belted in like I I still can't believe I did it but um yeah so there's so many opportunities that can come about from the learning of you know filmmaking and you know editing videos and doing that there are so many businesses that really need that kind of help and Honestly, I just reached out and, um, you know, I showed them a couple example videos that I did and they're like, this is really cool. Come make a video for us. And, um, yeah, I got to have that experience. So pretty cool. That's awesome. And so was it, it it was a free ride. Was it an exchange for like promoting them during that YouTube video or what, what was the the deal? Yeah. I mean, they just want me to kind of, the, the deal was for me to go up there and the idea was to, you know, get a lot of footage to create like a 30 second, you know, sunset tour video or whatever it was that I would be doing um, just to kind of like help their marketing and promotions. And then also, uh, you know, I said I would put the you know a video on my YouTube channel, which has more than 20,000 subscribers now. And um, it's just a way to help promote their business because, you know, if they get one or two people from my following that go in there, I mean, they're profitable. So, um, you know, it's, it was a, again, it was something not super formal. Um, and I was kind of surprised at how like seamless the process was. We just went back and forth with a few emails and they set up a, the tour. They're like, yeah, like just come at this time, showed up, went in the helicopter and away we went. So, nice. um, well, that's awesome. And I think like the thing with them is like, if they don't have a time booked or something, of course, there's the cost of the fuel and maybe the time for them. But if they don't have it booked, it's like, why not do a little promotion with someone for free? I'm currently trying to get someone to not sponsor my next version of the photography masterclass, which I haven't really talked about in the call yet, but I'm working on starting to brainstorm it. But I'm trying to get a camera company to donate some cameras that will be featuring in the Dang. class. And I'm like... Great. I pitched like all the big companies and I'm like, our last course has 110,000 students. Uh, At least half of those are paid students. These are people who are starting their photography careers who are serious about like buying equipment. That's like the number one question that I always get. So it's like, to me, it seems like a no brainer that they would want to sponsor my class, but 
who knows? We'll see. I haven't got any bites yet. You can see my dog Ashby in the back. That's what I've been doing yeah. busy. But uh, Scott, what have you been up to the past week? Wow. So uh, not nothing as cool as Joe, unfortunately. But um, I've been working on a course. So you know, to I think I've mentioned this a few times in our in our mastermind calls. Um, I've had it fairly easy. Maybe I've had a little bit of writer's block, if you want to call it that. Uh, since Udemy Live, I, I launched a course just before Udemy Live. I have not launched a course since Udemy Live. So that was July, August, September, October, and now we're going into November. So it'll well, be you a- haven't launched a course, but how many places have you visited? That well, yes, <laughs> yes, I've I've uh, traveled uh, three. So I've got se- I've had seven vacations this year. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, but there's been a few, yes, after Udemy Live. Um, but that's sort of, you know, that's great. It's great to have this this amazing amount of income and to have not to even worry about being able to travel around. I can take time off work. I've worked out with my, um, my office here that I can take time off anytime I need kind of thing. So um, it's, it's all great except for my productivity, which has, um, you know, I've not created a course since July. Um, so I've been, I've been working on a course as a co-instruct course for the, I've done it a couple times before, but it, but this one's going to be something pretty hefty. Um, that's sort of been, been coming and going, but, um, this past week I completed a new course, a new course on my own. And, um, it, I'm just sort of so relieved. I haven't lit the launch button yet, but this week it'll be launched and I'm just so relieved to have like a decent, it's a, it's a, it's going to be a two or three hour course, like a decent sized course, um, totally in line with what my students might want. Um, I think Udemy for business is going to like it because of the size as well. My existing students will like it. It's sort of a, a it's a fastball down the middle and I think a lot of people will swing at it. Um, nice. And then my co-instructed course is going to um, – I've got two weeks now before the Black Friday deadline. So uh, my life is full of stress, pr- pressure and stress all of a sudden. Yeah, and this episode is probably going to go live right around when the Black Friday sale launches. So we'll see how that's going. Uh, but I'll be a shell of a man by then. But I think what we – yeah, seriously. But I think what we do now preparing for Black Friday is good – really any time of the year, it will help you grow your courses or before any other big sale. Um, I'll just say what I was doing. And then maybe we can talk about what you guys are doing over like the next few weeks before Black Friday to try to make this the best Black Friday ever for you guys. So for me, um, this past week, last Wednesday, the biggest thing was I was recording a portrait photography class with my friend Will. And we were using a teleprompter for all of the just sort of talking head lectures that we shot in our quote unquote studio. And that was a first for, for us using the teleprompter and a shout out to Scott who recommended the smart prompt teleprompter app, which was just awesome. It's this app where you plug in your script and it follows your voice while you're talking and it moves the script up in the teleprompter. So you don't have to set a speed. You don't have to do it manually. And it was just really made the whole experience more efficient while shooting. Uh, Will was in charge of writing all the scripts and 
it took him a, wa- a lot more time beforehand. But I think overall, the quality is going to be better, at least when we are when I'm co-instructing classes with with friends like them, because we've taught classes before where it's taken an hour to record a lecture that's going to be like three or four minutes just because we can't say it <laughs> the, the right way. Yeah, I've been there. So uh, are you guys, I know Scott, so you're using teleprompter for some stuff. Are you guys using teleprompters for your classes now? I am not. I try teleprompter, but I am, I am bad writing uh, writing down, writing a script. I, I usually do the, the script for my promo videos to make sure I am delivering the best message, super optimized and everything. And for that takes me a long time, Phil. I don't have a teleprompter, uh, but I am more like a press record and go guy, you know? So I press record, I have my bullet points that I need to talk about on the video, on the specific lecture. And I make sure I cover all these on the lecture and that's it. Uh, but yes, for the promo video, I do have the the script, but I don't have the teleprompter. Yeah. Yeah. And Joe? Yeah, no, I have not used the teleprompter either. The only thing that I do script, as Diego said, was the uh, the promotional video. And then from there, I like to just... I wouldn't say like let it flow, but sometimes it sounds more authentic when you don't have things necessarily scripted. But I've gone like I look back at things that are scripted. It's like, ah, oh, that sounded like really good, <laughs> you know, like because you actually have like gone through and thought about like, OK, how you actually want this to come out. And it just takes, I think, honestly, about 10 times more effort to go through that. But then it, it could be worth it. So um I think it depends on the style because I I've like up until now, I, I like kind of just having a script, a bullet point outline and going with the flow. Um, but I see a benefit in using a script and a teleprompter, especially with people who just struggle more on camera, but then there's the balance. You want it to feel natural. And sometimes when you're writing, it's different than how you actually speak on camera. So it can sound a little bit awkward or just like things you might want to add after. But then there's also the benefit of having the script afterwards where you can easily close caption it. You can create blog articles or a book from your script automatically. So there's all these sort of benefits of doing, I guess, both. Um, But for like future classes where maybe for like the talking head lectures in a, in a studio, it's, we might script, but then when we're like out in the field, I'm thinking about my photography class, like when we're out in the field doing like demonstrations, we might just kind of go off the cuff. I think there's a, um, there's a style difference too. Like my courses are all very technical. And so when I'm talking about, um, you know, the at Microsoft Azure networking service, I, and I'm doing the talking head for that. So let's say I have a one minute and a half, two minute video that starts that the section. Um, it's, I'm not trying to sort of, it's like, it's not a soft, I, I want to be very careful, but it, it's more technical. Even though it's a talking head, I'm talking about specific terms and specific technologies and I'm going A, B, C, and D. This, this lesson is going to cover this. Um, to me, that makes sense to script when you're when you're talking about, um, you know, marketing or you're talking about. Uh, or when you're like, doing like a, explain how like an application works, like when I'm showing how Adobe Premiere Pro works, it would not make sense for me to script out everything right. because it would just be almost impossible unless I did it 
went through the lesson myself. And while I was like actually teaching, I scripted it. But that's one thing with Udemy's feedback. They always get me back. Like when I do a course and I'm not scripting, they're like, one of their canned responses is <laughs> you should think you recorded your video at the same time as like, blah, blah, blah. You didn't script it. And I'm like, well, yeah. it would just be terrible if I scripted that aspect, of that lesson or whatever. So I don't know. It's good for some things, I guess, good for not everything. Hey, um, has anyone seen this new uh, Udemy test video service? I don't know what's new about it, but they've they sort of launched a, a more feedback, more helping you get your course created. I saw that announcement, but I didn't know what it was. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't see that. I didn't see it too. Yeah. So they've got it. They've sort of, I haven't tried it, so I don't know what it means, but they're claiming it. It's even easier now to get specific recommended feedback for your test videos. So yeah. it's actually a whole new section test videos. So I visited it. And so your test videos live into this one page instead of going into the course and then going into the test video section, they pulled the test video out of the course level. And now you can create videos and get their, you know, specific feedback. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the service is any different or just the interface is different, but they they were claiming that this was a, a step forward in getting feedback on your videos. I mean, it definitely um, seems like beneficial for someone who's just starting out, who's like, or earlier on and they don't have their setup all figured out. I mean, I'm sure everyone, I, I'm sure I could probably get grilled and get, get some good feedback as well too. Uh, cool. Well, something to check out. Uh, the other things that I was working on last week were just preparing to, I'm doing this photo competition in my photography masterclass. It's an annual competition. It's the third one we've had and every year it gets bigger, which is bet, which is cool. Um, but it's also more work. The first year, I think I had a couple hundred people submit photos or a couple hundred photos. Last year, I had about 500 photos. But when I ran the competition last year, people could submit up to three photos. This year, I'm allowing people to submit one photo and I have almost 800 people who have submitted photos, which is insane. Um, So I'm picking like the top winners next week or so. One thing that I was thinking about doing though is announcing the winners on like with Instagram or on my Facebook page and telling people to, you know, go to my Instagram page and like over like the course of a week or something, I'll be like releasing. I I, I might, I have to make sure that's like, okay, but I don't see why that would be against any rules of you to me to like send people to my Instagram page to view the winners of the competition. Scott, do you know? Yeah, it sounds like it's fine. Yeah. They allow people to post YouTube videos. And they don't need to register or give you information in order to see that. They just visit your profile. Yeah. And of and course, they can, if they like your profile, they can just they follow, can follow you, it. Right? Yeah. But I yeah. still don't get their email address. So it's kind of exactly. like, yeah. So that's what I've been working on. Um, I'm loving, I hired a couple people to write articles about photography, which have been, has been doing well. I hired someone to write a video production article and that one just, maybe I'm more critical of the video production side of things because that's more of my expertise, but I, I didn't really like the article that was written at all. I was just like, oh, that's not what I would say. So that that didn't work as well. Um, so I thought, well, maybe I should write the video production articles for Video School Online and I'll still have other people do the photography ones. But uh, yeah, this week I'm just trying to figure out what I want to really focus on for Black Friday. What what are you guys doing um, to 
to prepare. Sure. Before we jump into that, man, uh, we are 40 minutes in the call. Maybe we can tell people how they will leave a review on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Like like you know? Hit, Hit subscribe. Hit yeah. subscribe. That's a great idea, Diego, because I never do that in my show. And it I would really appreciate more reviews. I think I have a URL that I set up because Diego cool. told me to. But if you go to iTunes, if you're listening to this on iTunes, please leave a review. It's just on the page for Online Course Masters. Um, also, if you're listening on the Online Course Masters website, which maybe a lot of people do, there's links to the podcast on iTunes and on Stitcher or wherever. Um, and I really do need to set up like a... I have a page. I'm going to find the page. I'll, t- I'll, br- yes. I'll get back to you, Diego. And if you, if you guys go to the reviews on iTunes, you will see my name there. I was one of the first that I left the review because I really like your podcast. I, I honestly listen to that every Monday. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah, I think we have like 30 or so five-star reviews at this point, trying to get a little bit more. But um, And my Come wife on. always has to leave during the middle of my call, so I'm saying bye to her right now. Uh, bye. <laughs> Uh, cool. Yeah. So reviews, definitely something that I would appreciate, uh, helps me grow my show and everything else helps grow the courses too. If you leave reviews for the classes. So, uh, black Friday though, what are you guys doing? (laughs) Nothing. Scott. Um, Well, um, I'm really busy. I got so many courses to, to finish and create, um, I did a um, a live stream into the instructor club talking about Black Friday. So if you're in the instructor club, you can certainly search for that. It's a, a 20, 20, 25-minute, 30-minute video talking about Black Friday specifically. But um, what I always do every year is I always re-record my promo videos. I think that's sort of the easiest thing you can do. Um, it's it's You can sit down. Uh, you can create five promo videos today. If you've got nothing to do today and you're like, what am I going to do? Re-record your promo videos and you can uh, make them better. You can make them fresh and new. You can talk about, uh, I'm so appreciative of the 5,000 students that joined this course and the 2,000 people who've left a review. Um, So you should definitely join this course. So you can add your social proof elements. And I think it's also an opportunity just to, uh, to pr- freshen up the course. Um, the the thing we were talking about um, earlier too was if you want to try to encourage students to start watching your videos, because I, I mean, it's kind of a, it's kind of true that if someone's bought, let's say someone's bought five of your courses um, and then the, the Black Friday sale comes and they see there's a sale, but they already have five of your courses and they haven't started any of them. Well, you kind of want them to clear some of that backlog. And so if you want to run a little contest or you want to encourage them to watch more of your courses, you want to encourage them to leave a review. So those were sort of the tips that I gave. Um, I'm going to do all of those things. I'm going to try to get people to watch my videos. I'm going to try to get people to leave reviews. But most of all, I just got to finish these courses, man. I'm, I'm so bowled over. Yeah. So I love that idea of creating new promo videos, but... Do you know, like, is that, has that worked in the past? Have you seen like an increase in sales or anything like that because of that? I know it's hard to track, but I'm just wondering if it's, you know, worth your time to focus on the promo videos or like 
just doing more of the competitions or something like that. Yeah, I mean, if you've got to you've got to um, assess your own time and what you've what the time that you have between uh, now and when the sale starts on November sixteenth. Um, so, and maybe even during the sale. So, to me, um, you're the way I look at Black Friday is there's going to be a huge spike in traffic. I don't know the exact numbers, but let's say that your course is going to be looked at three times more often for the 12-day period, 13, I think it's a 13-day sale this year. So for 13 days, you're going to get triple the traffic than a normal 13 days. So that landing page, whether it's your title, maybe um, your title can be talking about 2018. Like you can just sort of make it seem like the best photography course for 2018, right? Mm -hmm. Just a little thing like that. Your subtitle, your image. I was telling people, I was looking at Udemy yesterday, and the images, 95% of course images are terrible. And they terrible. all look the same. It's the, it's the, the course image has nothing to do with the course. When you're talking about programming courses, they've got a little like a cartoony thing that's just, everyone's got the same image that Udemy, you know, the Udemy creation service, respect to those guys, but um, they, you can't, Take responsibility for your own courses, people, and create some awesome images, something that will capture attention. So look up that, like this is what I do. I always look up the keyword for my course and see what all the other thumbnails are. And then I try to make it different, like different yeah. colors or something, just like picking a background color that pops. And I'm looking one that I need to change right now is like I'm looking at my Premiere Pro. Uh, I search Premiere Pro and all of them are the same. It's just the Premiere Pro logo, lots of purple. And yeah. even though purple is like the color of Premiere Pro, maybe I pick something like orange or something just to like make just it stand out. Flash of purple with an orange background or something, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And you know what, the Phil? To be honest, people look at your course image and then they create their course image based off of after seeing what Phil's doing. So, um, <laughs> no, it's. I mean, as soon as I started adding my picture, so I, I went to my course images a couple of years ago. And I took a portrait of myself and I started adding it to all my courses. All my competitors started adding photos of themselves. Mm -hmm. Before that, I was the only one. So people look at the leaders of a, a particular keyword and they copy it. But I think, yeah, I think yeah, absolutely what you're saying is correct. You look at your competition, search your keyword. And if it's blue, 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 you have to find a way. If, the, you know, if it's a Facebook course, let's say, yeah, blue has to be in there to make it make people think Facebook, but you have to find a way to sort of, it's called a pattern. They call it a pattern interrupt. So when someone's scrolling their Facebook feed or scrolling you to me, something has to be different. It's called you know pattern interrupt that you have to do. So course images, man, if you, you can just, you know, find a way. So think about the, the tsunami of traffic that'll come through. Um, if you can just bump your, you know, boost your, visits your, your you know the click links to your page by any means um then you're going to see a higher increase in sales during black friday than you normally would and that could be your title that could be your image promo video yeah maybe a lot of people buy stuff without watching the promo video but i i kind of take a little pride in my promo videos i put a little extra effort into it i i use after effects and i put uh text coming in and I, I make sure that I'm in, I'm using the, the law of thirds. And so I'm not, 
you know, centered in the, the so I try, I put a little extra effort in my promo videos. That's just, maybe that's just me, but yeah. I, it could, I mean, it could only help. I don't think it's, it's going to hurt you to have a nice promo video and to update it with like what you said, reviews or testimonials or some sort of proof that you've gotten in that class up until this point. Right. Especially if the course is older, like if you've got a three-year-old course or a two-year-old course, maybe yeah. if your course only launched two months ago, then there's no point updating the promo video, but yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, Diego, actually, Joe, anything? Yeah. Scott actually made a Facebook live on Udemy studio, right? Scott, uh, about how to prepare for black Friday. So I watched it the, the other day before going to bed. Um, yeah, it was, I mean, people like, said that what, people said what you, what you watch half an hour before bed, it keeps, it stay on your subconscious mind or something. So I watch you for 20 minutes before bed, but it was good. <laughs> oh, I don't want to hear if you, if you said you dreamed about me, I don't want to no, know. No. <laughs> <laughs> so for, for Black Friday guys, I, I'm doing three main things. The first one is uh, to get more reviews and improve the reviews I have. Um, the second one is to drive more people to my courses. And the third one is to update all my courses, uh, creating new lectures, replacing all, le all lectures. So the courses will displays, uh, display updated. Some students checked when the, was the last time the, the instructor updated the course and they will see that it was recently. And basically the reviews, I am doing this. I have my email list and most people in my email list are my students on Udemy. So I am always adding value to these people and doing live training and all that. So they are used to receive value from me on my email list. So what I am doing for Black Friday is I'm going to contact them and explain, thanking them for being a student and all that and explaining the importance of the review on Udemy. And I will ask for the review. I won't ask for a five star. I will ask for an honest review because the rules and all that. And even for to people that already left the review, because some people are all students in specific courses. So, so I'll say I'll say to them, uh, I'll show them how to go to Udemy and update the review if they want to update. Right? Maybe they can put five star or they want to put one star. That's fine. I think most people will put five star because they are already on my email list. Right. And by doing that, I think uh, I will get fresh uh, reviews on my on my courses. Right. The second point, the driving people to the courses, I'm planning to create uh, a few Facebook ads and maybe YouTube ads uh, in the next week. So I will, uh, doesn't matter if they buy it or not, hopefully they will buy it. But the thing is that Udemy will capture them and will do the retargeting thing during Black Friday. And that's great. That's what I was talking to Scott about before the call started about this idea of running ads without really expecting to make money, but just driving a ton of traffic yeah. to our sales pages. Yeah. yeah, now is the best time to do that because it's Black Friday and Udemy will invest uh, heavy on, on ads you know, to these people. It's true. And the last, the last uh, point but is- we're giving away all of our secrets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, man. We can edit this. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is, this is the, no. the call. This is what we're talking about. Yeah, and the last thing is the, the updated courses. I mean, Go to your to your courses if you are watching this and, and see uh, if there is there are lectures that you can add. Maybe maybe you can do I don't know. You can add more lectures to your course so the course will be updated and that will help for sure during Black Friday. Yeah, cool. I love it. Oh man, I need to get to work. <laughs> uh, Joe, anything that you're doing for Black Friday? 
specifically? Yeah, I think honestly, um, what's going to be most important is just trying to get courses onto like new courses onto Udemy right when the Black Friday sales hit. I remember they used to have like a new and noteworthy category and maybe they still do on there. This is not as prominent as it used to be. That was like key. Like I remember last year, um, I got like two or three courses right in that new and noteworthy category. And man, it made the courses uh, sell better, convert better and everything else because they were more visible. So my goal really is just to get as many as I can up there. Hopefully it's, you know, a couple here and really just um, try and get as many people in as I can to help get searched more and just kind of get some more organic traffic because I think we can all agree that the Udemy organic sales definitely outweigh a lot of the other sales, whether it be affiliates or even our own promotions sometimes. So it's key to get those organic ones. And one of the best ways to do that is just to uh, launch right around the time of the sale and just really kind of get as many people in there as you can. So that's kind of what I'm going to be focusing on and not, um, you know, not too much on to, uh, some of the other stuff. Cool. Joe, uh, that's a great idea, man. One question, how, uh, what's the best time to, to launch the course to be on that category when, when the sales start? And do you have like a specific date, November 13 or something? Yeah, I haven't looked at the specific dates of when uh, like the first, like day one of Black Friday is going to be. Normally it's like a good 10 days before um, the like real Black Friday. Um, so I would say, at least like four or five days, maybe a week. That way, like it'll be one of those first courses that are still up there. Cause there's going to be a lot of other people creating and putting courses on Udemy now more than ever, since there's more instructors than there's ever been. Plus people are finding out about, about black Friday. So I would try to do it as close to the date as possible. And I give yourself a two or three day window just because it's going to take them time to review the course and, um, you know, publish it. And then you're going to have to take a day or two maybe to market it. So I would say like four or five days at week at most. Um, but you really want to try and just be like the new course that's like right then and there yeah. um, in that respective category. So I would say a week, uh, four or five days should be a solid so, kind of time frame cool. I'm shooting for. That's the cool. Sales, the sale is at midnight, 12.01 a.m. on November 16th. And I imagine later on the 16th, middle of the day is when Udemy sends out their first promos. They usually uh, don't announce it until the afternoon of the, the first day. Um, it does take, I think um, people are saying that it's taking 48 hours now for reviews. Well, for a brand new course that just launched, it's about two days before the review system approves those reviews. Yeah. So, um to get new and noteworthy requires five reviews. I don't know if that's changed, but um, yeah, two days would be pretty tight. Um, you'd want it. You'd want a couple of days more than that. Scott, do you know how long the courses stay on that category? Uh, you, let's say that we release a course this week and the course qualify, get the six reviews. How long usually stay on the new world category? So the, the, if if you're looking at the um, that category landing page, it, you stay there until someone else launches after you and bumps you over. So it's almost a it's almost a measure of of how popular that category that you've chosen is. If you choose like Polish language learning, you could be new and noteworthy for 30 days because there may not be that many 
of those courses, if you're doing uh, iOS app development, maybe you only stay there a week because there's four other great courses that launch in the same week. So, uh, so it's a, it's first, you know, you're there up to a month, I believe, but it's um, based on how many other courses launch in that category. Mm, this is so much good stuff. I might bump some of my other podcasts so I can get this out next week before Black Friday. And then maybe we'll have to do a recap episode to see if any of this stuff actually works for us. Uh, I was, I had an idea of doing a podcast where every week I would announce something that I would try. And then the next week I would talk about the results and mm. then talk about my new experiment. Like, Oh, I'm going to run a Facebook ad driving people to my blog post. And then the next week, Oh, okay. I got, I spent $30 and I got this many views of visitors and this many sales, you know, like, yeah. Was an, I, I haven't got time for a podcast, but if I was going to do a podcast, it'd be that. I like that. Hey, actually, that brings up a question I have. Um, because one thing that I've been oh. doing it and we talked about actually, I don't know if it was, I think it was a couple of weeks ago was this idea of should I, I'm writing all these new articles on photography on video school online. And before I was linking back to my courses and that wasn't allowed to be promoted through or sent through the Udemy educational announcements. So I decided with the help of my mastermind group to take off any promotion of courses just so that I could send those blog articles to my students on Udemy. And that's been super awesome just because I'm getting a lot more traffic to my site. I'm getting people that are signing up for my email list, even though that's not really promoted through those educational announcements. It's just sort of like the secondhand thing that happens when people end up on my site. Um, I guess my question isn't really about that, but... I've been tracking my Alexa ranking and Scott, thanks to you. Also, I, I installed the Alexa ranking uh, Chrome extension, which I think helps. But like, how important is the Alexa ranking? Because it's kind of like the, I don't know if you have it in Canada or elsewhere, but like in the US, we have the Nielsen ratings for TV. It's like where so, people who have the Nielsen tracker box or whatever, it counts how many people are watching the shows on average yeah. night. I mean, real marketing agencies don't tr don't rely on Alexa. There are companies. One's called Comscore. Mm -hmm. um, the other's called um, what's the other one? Quants, Quantcast. Um, so there are like if a Comscore will allow you to install a Pixel in your website, and that becomes um, a more authentic way of tracking the visitors. Mm -hmm. but um but alexa is an is an estimate as you know so you have the the very fact that if you can have the toolbar and you've heard that you get a better alexa ranking by yourself having the toolbar mm -hmm. is a is a function of how inaccurate it is right yeah <laughs> so and like i think with nielsen and television ratings um you can't volunteer to be a nielsen family you can't call up the nielsen company and say hey send me one of your boxes they they're looking for objective people to um, to install these boxes in their homes um, so that they can get data. And now that we're in the digital TV era, your cable company that provides you the digital box, you have a box in your home. You don't even realize that they're tracking what you're watching and selling mm -hmm. that data to the television companies. So um, 
you know, is I don't think Alexa is viewed as a professional platform. Uh, Comscore and places like that are actually more accurate. But um, wh- why do you care about your Alexa ranking? I guess is the question. <laughs> I mean, that's a good question. I think just because it's fun to watch gr- increase, and it's the only number that I know of that kind of tr- tracks the ranking of websites, but. I don't know. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, it doesn't really matter to me. I just like looking at it. it it's. It feels good to be increasing my Alexa. Yeah, it's ranking. like a vanity, right? Like yeah. you've got it's like subscribers on YouTube and followers yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I guess the more important number is seeing like actual traffic increase on my website, which I see on Google Analytics. So. And even more important, how many sales uh, of how much money comes to you based mm. on people have visited your website and learned about you and then went on to buy something from you. That's yeah. the most important number. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, is there, do any of you have any um, questions or problems? It's almost been an hour, um, which is crazy. These calls always kind of just fly by, but do you guys have any other questions or comments before we wrap up this call? Um, yeah, for the people that are listening or watching this, uh, I believe that every time we learn something, we need to take action. I mean, it's not enough just to listen to this and get motivated and you don't do anything because if we don't, we don't act, we won't have different results. So the only way to get the results that we want is taking action, right? So, uh, what do you do with with the thing that you learn here? So make a list of, of, of things that you can do. And if you want to start a mastermind group, you can start one with your wife or with your husband, you know, or with a friend um, and grow from there. You know, you can invite more people after that and, and more entrepreneurs, people that can, you can help and people that can help you. But it's very important to, to actually take action. So make that list, start your mastermind group today, talk with your wife, with your husband, say, honey, uh, we will start a mastermind group today so first meeting tomorrow morning (laughs) so that's it guys thank you so much for listening and being here with us and remember to review right awesome cool hit subscribe on on youtube yeah uh scott joe any other comments no no i mean just uh it's been a great talk again and just a little the things that like really make the difference are kind of those nuances that we do pick up on those little, little details make, you know, a huge difference, whether it's, you know, redoing a promo video or one little title change, like those are the things that, you know, compounded over time will make the difference. And I think that's why being a part of this group is wonderful. Um, even just today, like bouncing some more ideas around and doing some things, I think it's really going to, uh, benefit everybody, but to wrap things up, um, yeah, I mean, take action. I think the biggest thing, like Diego said, you got to apply it. It's an application. So, um, hopefully after you guys have listened to this, it's now time to take action, rock and roll and, uh, to do it and to stick with it. And I think that's the biggest thing is to, uh, be consistent. So, um, yeah, that's what I would kind of wrap up with. Love it. Scott, any inspirational Um, words? Yeah, I think I want to, I I do want to see you're, you're looking at four people who have been, we started the call by saying that we've all been creating courses for two or three or more years now um 
it's a long-term process. I think if you're looking at uh, creating a course one time, launching it, and then just sitting back and saying, oh, you know what, that didn't work. I'm going to go off and, and write an ebook or something. If, if, if you don't have the mentality of what Joe was just saying, like, like you know, consistent action over time, um, you're not going to improve. You're not going to build this into something. I mean, you you are, um, you know, it's it is work. But I will say I will say something also. Diego, Joe, Phil, myself, Jacqueline, Rav, we work hard at this. It's not easy, and it's um, you know, it's a full time job for some. It's a second full time job for some. Um, and so it's not a get rich quick, uh, mentality. It's a, I want to become the best at this and listen to a lot of people. Uh, don't fall, don't copy people and don't believe in a single person as the guru who will t- take you to the promised land. There's no person who will take, who will, um, you can follow. That is the one person to follow for the rest of your life. Um, take in everyone's opinion. And then, then make an action and, and do it every day at one little tiny, tiny thing every day for a year at least. Love it. Love it. Cool. So um, everyone can listen to the individual episodes of uh, Diego, Joe, and Scott, and also the other members, Rob and two. Jackie. Episode two. Episode two for Scott. Um, I'll link to that on onlinecoursemasters.com. Where's the best place for people who are listening to this to get in touch with you guys or follow you guys though? Diego? Man, I I should make a a landing page or something. (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, You can find me on diegodavila.com. Yeah. Uh, I hope to see you there. And Joe? Yeah, my website's a great place. it's just joeparis.com. You can watch my free YouTube videos, a bunch of free stuff on there. If you sign up right now, there's like three free courses I'm giving away. Um, Udemy is another great place. And so, so is YouTube. So website, www.joeparis.com. Udemy is just my name. Joseph Paris is an instructor name. And then um, YouTube is just youtube.com backslash Joe Paris. So try to make it as simple uh, for everybody to, to find me as well. That's good. And we can check out your Chicago helicopter ride tour yeah, as well. Yeah, for sure. Check that one out. It's, uh, I think it's a pretty cool edit. I think you guys will like it. Cool. And Scott? Do you, do you own philebner.com? Yeah, yeah. I got philebner.com. So you guys all have your name. I mean, I don't own scottduffy.com, so don't go there. But um, my, my main site is videocourses.ca. So if you want to check out what's, what I've got going on, videocourses.ca. Um, I do create videos on YouTube, uh, Scott J. Duffy on YouTube, on Twitter. I mean, I think people are sick of me. So (laughs) follow these guys. Don't follow me. I'll include links to everyone's websites. And of course, you can go to onlinecoursemasters.com to listen to all of the episodes. And we have a Facebook group. Another thing that not everyone knows about, but if you go to Facebook and search for online course masters. We have a group that you can join and there's lots of people who are just getting started out and willing to give feedback and encouragement there. And maybe you could find other people who want to start a mastermind with you. So check that out on Facebook. Awesome. Cool. Thanks guys for the call and um, have a good week and thanks everyone listening. 
I hope you enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to fast track your success, head over to onlinecoursemasters.com and sign up for your free trial of my flagship program, the Online Course Masters Masterclass. Yep, that's right. It's a masterclass designed to take you from zero to hero, creating and selling your very own online courses. If you haven't done so yet, please leave a review for this show wherever you listen. This is how we can help expand our audience and help teach the world. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next week in the next edition of the Online Course Masters Show.